As we continue to hear about shortages, including fertilizer and food, more and more people are considering gardening. But what happens when we can't find the amendments that we are used to at our local store? Hey, this is episode 740 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's episode, Amending Soil for Better Harvest. I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found in the show notes. Hey, are you looking to up your preparedness knowledge? Don't spend time bouncing around the internet for the best preparedness content. Instead, sign up for the top 10 preparedness articles and get them right in your email. For $5 a month, you can get the top 10 articles from Prepper website sent to your email weekly. You can choose to read them or drop them in the Pocket app and have them read to you as you go about your day. The Buy Me a Coffee link to the top 10 are in the show notes. But even if you're not wanting to get the top 10, you should still visit my link and see what I'm doing over there. I'm using Buy Me a Coffee as my social media and connecting with listeners there. Hey everyone, again, welcome to episode 740. I'm so glad that you are here hanging out with me on this episode. Hey, listen, I spent a lot of time outside yesterday. I think I got a lot of, I sucked in a lot of pollen and uh, I am kind of feeling it a little bit, a little stuffy here. So uh, just uh, be patient with me because I I know I'm probably going to be breathing a lot and sniffling a lot and all that good stuff here. So anyway, let's go ahead and jump into this episode, and I think this one's going to be an important one. Like I said at the very top of this episode, a lot of people are starting to consider gardening. And when they do, when you when you start reading articles online and you go to YouTube, and people that are not necessarily into preparedness and don't think about what happens when things start breaking down, will advise you to go get this type of fertilizer or will uh, you know encourage you to get this type of amendment. But the problem is is that there are there could be times when we might not be able to get those things, especially when we're talking about the shortages that we are hearing about that some of us are experiencing in different areas. And you hear about the fertilizer issue that uh, you know, we're, we're going to experience here. In fact, I think some are already experiencing that. At least the big scale farmers are, are starting to experience that. Now, before I jump into the episode, I wanted to talk just a little bit about, I guess, the way that I approach preparedness, the way that I think about it. And I've always thought about this from the very beginning. I, and I've shared it multiple times, but I know that we have new listeners and people that are interested in preparedness and Um, They see the craziness around us, so they're like, okay, let me listen to what this guy with Prepper Website has to say. So when we we look at preparedness, we look at emergency preparedness. I, I see it from two different perspectives. First, you have the regular emergency preparedness. So for instance, I live down here in the Gulf Coast. I live in Houston, Texas. We experience hurricanes like, you know, Hurricane Ike, Hurricane... Harvey and I prepare for those types of things as well as all the other things, right? You know, you know, financial losses and job loss. I mean, you know, all those different kinds of things. 
those are it, you know, blackouts and brownouts and all those different things that could happen, you know, just at any time because of nature or even if they're man-made or whatever it might be. So we have those regular emergencies that we prepare for, depending on where you are, your region of the country or your region, where, wherever you live in the world, and you know that you have to prepare for those things. The other thing that I think about, and I really don't try to, I guess, I don't plan for this, uh, although I think about it a lot. I, again, I, I'm not I'm not planning to the point where like, you know, I'm buying a shelter or whatever, but I start to think about what would happen in if we were in the end of the world as we know it type of situation. And a lot of the times things that maybe we think about emergency preparedness might not be sustainable in the that type of situation. So for instance, I was interviewed this weekend and we were talking about alternative power sources. And the host asked me about my ideas and my thoughts. And so I'm like, look, I'm going to throw a wet blanket on all of this. A lot of the times when we talk about power and we talk about the end of the world as we know it, we want to somehow look at the way that we live now and experience the way that we live now when that happens. And that's not possible. So, for instance, when Hurricane Harvey happened, everybody that I knew was talking about home house generator, whole house generators, right? So a Generac. Get a Generac and connect it. And people were talking about, yeah, it's very expensive, but it would be well worth it and, and all those different kinds of things. To me, it's, it's not worth it to spend all that money, you know, on a, a whole house generator. And then you wind up using it for a very small percentage of the time. There's going to be maintenance, uh, you know, and upkeep on it. And not to mention that if you really do need to use it, for instance, in the freeze that we have had here, uh, somebody that I know had uh, neighbors who had one of those. So they spent most of the freeze over there in, in their home. The bill that that family received for running their whole house generator during that time was humongous. Now, I mean, if you can afford it, you can afford it. But if, but again, going back to when we're talking about the end of the world as we know it, like that long, long term, everything eventually winds up failing. So a Generac who you still need to have gas, you know, natural gas coming into the home, uh, you know, or at least to the to the Generac to be able to power it. Um, what if that eventually fails? What, what if the natural gas plants aren't pushing the gas anymore? What if a part fails and, and you spent all this money and you're expecting this to work. Um, when we talk about solar panels, solar, I love solar. I think solar would be a, a great option, having solar and a store of energy for that solar that we, we wind up getting. But what happens when those batteries run out? I mean, I've had, I've had batteries that I have like on a battery bank that, uh, you know, we're just kind of on a trickle charger making sure that they stay topped off. But eventually those fail. And so, I mean, if you're at the end of the world, as we know, it, you, you can pull batteries from abandoned cars and all those different kinds of things. But eventually that, that stuff is going to fail. Eventually solar panels will fail. Anything mechanical is going to fail. Uh, I think it's a great option. I think it's, uh, it, I mean, you would be a, a leg up. I mean, a, again, going back to you can't have your the life that you experience now when we have electricity powered to the grid, you cannot have that when we're at in, in the end of the world as we know it. You're not going to have your air conditioning, you know, no amount of solar panels 
DIY, uh, you know, battery banks, whatever you have, even if you buy something, a Tesla, you know, battery wall or whatever, uh, you're not going to be able to power everything that you possibly want. You're not going to live like you live right now. And so that's one of the things that I think about when I'm, uh, you know, thinking about like really, really long term, what is sustainable? What would be needed? Again, go, uh, I know I'm jumping around a little bit. Going back to the power, you know, if we were in a true end of the world as we know it, I would at least want to uh, make sure that I can power my freezer and my refrigerator until I can eat everything that's there. I would want to make sure that I have lights to be able to, uh, you know, see at night or charge my batteries so that my flashlights and my headlamps and things like that, so I can use those. I would want to make sure that I could charge my bat, my my tools, my my uh, power tools. Um, that's an, another thing. Until you know your battery banks and your solar and all that kind of stuff fail, that would be a great barter, bartering thing, right? To be able to, hey, uh, I will barter charging your power tools for something else or in exchange for something else. So I think there's there's a lot of benefit there. So. Uh, I don't poo-poo on the fact of having alternative power. I just think that we need to understand that there's going to be big limits to all of that. So I bring that into this situation as well. When we talk about gardening, if you are used to going to Home Depot or Lowe's or your local hardware store and, and your, your local gardening center and buying all the different kind of amendments that you're used to, and then you don't have that option, right? In, in we might be experiencing this, experiencing this stuff right now here in the near future. What do you do in replace of that? Is there something that you can do? So when I saw this article, I was like, man, this is a great article for us to have in the back of our minds. And then also, I mean, some people I know print things out and they write things down, and so they have those, you know, hard copies of it. But I think this is a great article that talks about how we can amend our soil if we don't have all the the Home Depots and all that kind of stuff to be able to go to to get the things that we truly need. And so a lot of the times, things that we have in our house, uh, household items, we, we can use those things or we can stockpile some of these things to be able to help out to, you know, amend our soil. So we have good, so, I mean, you your soil needs to be uh, really taken care of. You need to have a really great soil to be able to count on your garden every single every single year. So, all right, so let's go ahead and enough of that talk. Let me go ahead and jump into this article. It comes to us from prepschooldaily.blogspot.com. And I believe uh, Jennifer does it, you know, the, she does a great job over there. The articles are usually a lot shorter However, they're packed with a lot of great information and just not a lot of fluff. So let me go ahead and start reading this one again from Prep School Daily, Amending Soil for Better Harvest. It's 3 o'clock in the morning and it looks like it's going to be another pretty much sleepless night. Well, I think I got a couple of hours. I do better if I take a sleeping pill or some Benadryl, but I hate doing that. Herbal tea is great, except for the fact that the extra water wakes me up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Kind of defeats the purpose. So am I awake due to some physical deficiency or is it a little stress due to the global food situation? Is it because not only are Russia, Ukraine, and China not exporting food this year to help feed other countries, but we are also already having food riots starting? I read about riots in Peru last last night before going to bed. 
I read this morning that the same thing is happening in Sri Lanka. Of course, you have to hunt for info like this. Nothing of value gets reported in our media anymore. Is it because even the supply of eggs in the country is being affected? You can't slaughter millions of laying hens due to avian influenza without having something of a trickle-down effect. Of course, we're expanding our garden this year. That would have happened regardless of what is going on in the world. However, most everyone I know is also expanding their gardens, and even older folk who haven't gardened in years due to age or physical limitations are planning a garden this year. And there are a lot of newbies dipping their toes in as well. In our gardening adventures, many people face the challenge of less than optimal soil. The stuff we have here is something that starts with, and so she uses uh, some uh, symbols here, like the and sign, or and ends with, and then the percentage sign, and has a number sign, dollar sign, at sign, you know, and the asterisk in between. But most people aren't that bad off. Just amending the soil a little bit with a few brightly colored bags from Home Depot works wonders. But when this isn't an option, as may happen in the not-too-distant future, what can you use instead? Now, before getting into the choices, first, let's briefly cover the different amendments. Soil that is too alkaline needs to be acidified. Soil that is too acidic needs some alkaline material added. Soil that is too clayey or too sandy needs organic material. If you don't know what kind of soil you have, there are a few DIY home tests you can conduct. Links are provided below. Commercially available options for acidifying soil include the following. Aluminum sulfate, recommended for years and does the job, but due to concerns about aluminum toxicity, especially in children, it is best avoided with food crops. Ammonium sulfate, iron sulfate, myricid from the makers of miracle Grow, peat moss, and sulfur. So DIY options for acidifying soil are really easy to come by. Guys, these are the things that I'm talking about right here. Things that we can know, things that we can put in, you know, in, 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 the, in our back pockets so that if we need to acidify our soil, we can do these things. So first off, coffee grounds, right? Everybody, everybody should be able to get some co- hands on their coffee, coffee grounds there. Leaf mold, pine needles, vinegar. So one cup of vinegar per gallon of water for instant feeds. Now she puts a little uh, in parentheses here. She says reviews are mixed on doing this. And then she says wood chips. So that's, that's going to cover the, uh, the acidifying your soil. So now we're going to be moving into the alkaline part. So commercially available options for making the soil more alkaline are pretty much limited to agricultural lime. The DIY option consists of wood ash. Then commercially available options for adding organic material to sandy or clay soil include composted steer manure and peat moss. Of course, there are numerous organic fertilizer choices that will also add organic matter to the soil. They are usually expensive, and as they are fertilizers, they can only be added in limited amounts, often not in sufficient quantity to improve the texture of the soil. DIY options for adding organic matter to your soil include making your own compost using kitchen scraps, no meats or fats, and farm animal manure. It's generally recommended to avoid using waste from pets or pigs. And now for a few words about wood chips and sawdust. 
cue lots of people running around with their hair on fire, including my husband. So what's the deal with sawdust? Shouldn't it be a great way to add organic material to the soil? It's already pretty fine matter. Shouldn't it mix well to improve the soil? Not quite. See, sawdust and wood chips are high in carbon. As a result, they need nitrogen to decompose. In fact, if mixed into garden soil, sawdust will absolutely tie up all the nitrogen in the soil and nothing you want will grow there for a year or two. However, sawdust makes a great mulch for berries and asparagus as long as a little organic fertilizer or other nitrogen source is sprinkled on top. Wood chips, because they are much larger than sawdust particles and decompose more slowly, may be added to soil to improve the texture. However, a very high nitrogen soil, like blood meal, must be tilled in at the same time. Mixing in wood chips or sawdust without a good nitrogen source will only result in sorrow. I spent some time searching for natural solutions that were also quick fixes. Basically, there aren't any. You usually can't just throw a banana peel or orange rind next to a plant to give it what it needs. But adding a crushed eggshell to the soil when you put in tomato plants will quickly provide calcium to tomatoes and help prevent blossom end rot. Composting these items and the other kitchen and yard waste, however, will give your garden what it needs over time. Finished compost is close to neutral, adds organic material to the soil, and improves the soil texture and fertility. So like she mentioned, there are a couple of links here to other articles that she has in her on her website. Three DIY soil sample tests and DIY potting soil mixes. And there's a link to, uh, link to Mother Earth News that she references in the article. All right, so I think this is important. Again, knowing these types of things that will help us to amend our soil as much as possible because we really do need to take care of our soil. We need to build up our soil if we're talking about gardening, especially if we're talking about gardening for the long term and doing it in ways that are sustainable, that are easy to do. And one of the things that I love that she talks about here is composting. You know, if we truly cared about the environment, if people truly cared about the environment and all that kind of stuff, we would find ways to compost regardless, even, even if you are not, even, even if you don't have a garden, even if you don't, you know, plan on doing anything like that. If we truly care, like when we throw our garbage out, we would, we would put, okay, or we would separate it between organic material and, you know, all the other things. Now we have bins. If your neighborhood is like this, you know, we have bins where you throw in cardboard and you throw in, you know, plastics and, and different things like that. But really, I mean, everybody could do that. So if you have a garden, you should have an easy way to compost. It's not really hard. You just need, you know, some big some big buckets and drill holes in there. If if you don't want to build a bin, that you can do that. So it's really easy to be able to to uh, to do that. And I think everybody should be for, should be composting uh, in in that regard. But there's easy ways to amend our soil, and there's easy ways to make sure that you know these things are sustainable over time and we're building up our um, we're building up our soil i love the soil sample test so if you're not sure maybe you're new to gardening you can go check out the soil sample test i'm going to link to this article in the show notes and you can go check it out another link that i am going to link to is an article that i put together many many years ago the very first time that i put it together was 2013 and what i found was back then i mean everybody was 
interested in gardening as well. I mean, you know, that's part of being in preparedness. Everybody eventually starts a garden or you enter preparedness because of gardening and because of you, you get into food storage and that leads to the next step and the next step and the next step. So anyway, I put together a link of these really great articles that I found on Prepper website and uh, that, I, that I was just linking to. And so I made this one, I called it the gardening link bomb. And so I have a section on methods of gardening and multiple uh, articles there. I have an article on soil and what you can do there on seeds and seedlings and starting those out. I have an article on pollination, on fertilizer, on composting, on irrigation or watering, on weed killers like insecticides and doing it organically, not doing it because you purchased something uh, again, at the the big box store, and then I have a section for just miscellaneous everything that you know everything else that didn't fit in in one of those. So I put that together in, in around 2013, and then 2017, I went back and I um, I added some other articles, but I also fixed some that maybe um, you know that were shut down. And you can find any you know if you have a link, you can go to archive.org and throw it in there and see the original. Uh, article there and so there's you know articles on if you can't get you know how, how do you get rid of you know pests in your garden and do it organically and so you can click on that link and if that link is not available because that website is shut down or they took down that article or whatever you can just right click on that link copy the link and go to archive.org and throw that in there so there's a lot of really really great articles over there uh, at the gardening link bomb probably need to do some updating because again like I said 2017 I haven't updated it since then but there are some really great articles over there if you are looking into gardening you or you just you're wanting to find more organic ways of doing it and more sustainable ways to where you can do it for the long term if you can't go to Home Depot Lowe's your big box stores to get you know whatever you you know people get on a normal basis. So anyway, that's going to be over at edthatmatters.com, and I'll, I'll link to that one. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 740. Don't forget, I'm going to link to all the articles that I talked about in the show notes. You can go check those out. Hey, if you're new and you are not subscribed, you can click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app, and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to prepperwebsite.com. Lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.